glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Time to talk about the 49ers defense going against this Minnesota Vikings passing attack. And it's going to be a fun conversation because Kirk Cousins, and he's been doing some things on the offensive side of the football this year, and he's been playing pretty well. So we've got to give him credit for what he's been able to do uh, this season. And really, he's been tasked with doing it because... The run game for the Minnesota Vikings just hasn't went as they've thought it was going to go. Uh, they just haven't had the same success you know, they've had in previous years when they had Dalvin Cook. Uh, now it's Alexander Madison's job. It's it's his role. What is he going to be you know, for this team? And right now, they've only been able to get 75 yards per game on the ground. And that's not exactly what you're looking for uh, you know, if you're the Vikings. But... They have been pretty effective still passing the football. Of course, no Justin Jefferson. He's not going to be available. He's on the IR. So they go to a couple of other guys. You know, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. Uh, those are going to be the two main cogs from the wide receiver position. And then, of course, TJ Hawkinson. They'll be doing it from the tight end position. But uh, Kirk Cousins still completing passes at over 67%. 67.2. He's thrown for 1,679 yards. 14 touchdowns to four interceptions. That's a great margin. That's a great season for Kirk Cousins so far. Uh, the one thing, the, the one downside is he's been sacked 15 times. And anyone that knows watching Kirk Cousins play football, it means he usually takes sacks because he holds on to the football. There are, of course, occasions where it's not his fault. Uh, but he does like to hold on the football and try to get as much as he can out of every single opportunity and every single play. But 100.6 rating is pretty darn good. So you got to feel pretty good about that and about Kirk Cousins and this passing game. So I'm going to get into it step-by-step. Step, what the 49ers need to do to slow down Kirk Cousins and this passing game and his weapons that he's going to be using. Can't wait to talk about it. This is going to be an absolute uh, fun one. If you're watching, please like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers cutback on Believe. Please give me a five-star rating. I really appreciate it. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use your promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V in all caps to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So what do you have to do to defeat the Minnesota Vikings passing game? Been a pretty good group. Uh, they've been doing it you know, at a, at a high clip. And that's even without Justin Jefferson. Now, of course, with Justin Jefferson, they are an absolute force. He's the number one wide receiver in the league. He's spectacular. 
He can beat everyone in one-on-one routes. He just really is that guy. But when they don't have him, that's when uh, they struggle a little bit. And, of course, we've seen players like Adam Thielen move on, and now they've brought in Jordan Addison. Uh, But they still have K.J. Osborne. He's got his speed. So they've got some talent at the wide receiver position. And then last season, they made the trade with the Detroit Lions to bring in T.J. Hawkinson, and he has become their main cog on offense at the tight end position. So uh, they still have weapons, even though Justin Jefferson will be noticeably missing. They still have weapons at running back, even though there's no Dalvin Cook. Uh, They have brought in Cam Akers, a familiar face to 49er fans. He was, of course, with the Rams for the last couple of years. Former Florida State star. Interesting, right? Florida State, Dalvin Cook, Cam Akers, Florida State. Uh, So it's, it's interesting. Well, the first thing you do if you want to stop a passing game from ha- from being effective is you want to limit the run game. And I know that sounds a little funny to some, but if you make a team one-dimensional and you take away the run game, then you can sit back and really relax and go after the passing attack. Uh, by taking away the run, you also make it easier for yourself to cover the passing game because you don't have to worry about play-action pass. You can sit back and not have to attack the run with such vigor as you thought you were going to have to do before, uh, it's going to give you some opportunities. Plus, if you are stopping the run on early downs, that means third and long situations. So uh, making a team one-dimensional is very important, and that's highly important in this game. The Vikings rushing attack, 75 yards per game. It's not good. That's anemic. That's not great. And the 49ers have been very good rush defensive team this year. They give up 80 yards per game on the ground. That's with the Cleveland Browns you know, vaulting that number up. It used to be 64. So the 49ers' rush defense is very, very good, and now they're going against a run offense that's not that good. So I think the 49ers will come in with a purpose to make sure they stop the, stop the run, make this offense one-dimensional, and put the onus completely on Kirk Cousins. Make him beat you. Make him win on primetime. And I think that's what they're going to do. If they can get away with stopping the run with seven guys in the box, they will absolutely do that. That way they can run their two high safety looks. It just makes it a little bit easier as far as coverage, and that could give the pass rush an opportunity to get home against Kirk Cousins. So then what else do you have to do? Well, then after you stop the run, you have to limit the effectiveness of TJ Hawkinson. There's a reason Hawkinson made it onto uh, the screen over there in the Tron, as you see him, the part of the thumbnail, because he's he can be the biggest weapon that they have. He can really take over a game if he gets into rhythm and if he can find the matchups he wants. Well, how do you limit his effectiveness? You make sure you vary looks, you make sure you get physical, and you make sure you make him compete for every single catch. Just watching what I've seen from Hawkinson, if it's a contested catch, there's the opportunity that that ball is going to bounce in the air. If he gets open and he has room to be able to create with his legs after he makes the catch, that's when you can get into a little bit of danger. Very familiar to what we see from our Iowa tight end in George Kittle. Hawkinson is not as good at catching the football, in my opinion, as George Kittle, uh, but he has that reckless abandon in him, that physicality after he catches the ball to want to go get extra, to want to run people over, that fear-nothing mentality. And the 49ers have faced some pretty good tight ends this year. They went against Zach Ertz. They went against Darren Waller. Uh, they've they've went against some pretty talented guys, including Pat Fryermuth from the Steelers, and they've held up. 
how have they done it? A willingness to put Tayshawn Gibson in tough situations where he mans up. They put Tayshawn Gibson out there and expect him to handle the tight end. And then in zone coverage, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, Talano Ufonga, they make sure they're in or around those tight ends windows all day long. And what they want to do is just make things tough on them. If they catch the football, get them to the ground right there. So that's how you do it. You just continue to stay on him and limit his effectiveness. If you take away TJ Hawkinson and you put it completely on the wide receivers on the outside, that's when it could get difficult for the Minnesota Vikings. With the fact that Justin Jefferson is not there, the number one role in this game is to limit the effectiveness of TJ Hawkinson. If it was Jefferson was there, that would be your number one goal. Bracket coverage, double team him, don't let him beat you. And then they probably would have had some effectiveness from Hawkinson. But now that's what the game plan is. The other thing you have to do is speed up the internal clock of Kirk Cousins. Talked about earlier Cousins being sacked 15 times and holding on to the football. Well, if you can limit Hawkinson and you've taken away the run and forced third and long situations, then you can get after Kirk Cousins. You can put pressure on him. The addition of Randy Gregory could give the 49ers an opportunity to get more and more pressure. If you can speed up Cousins' clock, not only will he take sacks, but he may put footballs into harm's way. But you don't want him feeling comfortable in the pocket. If he feels comfortable in the pocket, he's got the arm to make every single throw a quarterback needs to make in the NFL. He can throw it short, he can throw it long, he can throw it inside over the middle of the field, and he can throw it outside the numbers. But when his internal clock gets sped up and he thinks he has to get rid of the football early, he will quicken his pace and he will make some mistakes. That's what the 49ers want to happen in this game. They want to make Kirk Cousins be ineffective, whether he's inaccurate or turning over the football. Shoot, they'll even take sacks. If this ends up being one of those games where the 49ers pass rush can consistently get home because the Vikings are unable to get receivers open down the field, That is exactly what they want. They would love to have a big game where the defensive line takes over. So how do you quicken his clock? Well, the first thing you want to do, of course, is get home with four. And we know the 49ers have the ability to do so. It's just been a little bit more strained recently because they've had one side of the defensive ends uh, that have struggled to get home. Bosa's been doing his job. They've been getting internal pressure uh, from their inside guys like Eric Armstead, Uh, Javon Hargrave, Javon Kinlaw has been doing a good job as well. They've been getting after the quarterback and collapsing the pocket on top of him. But Cleveland Farrell and Drake Jackson since week one have kind of struggled to be able to put consistent pressure on the quarterback opposite of Bosa. What have teams resulted to do? Uh, They've went to just singling those guys up one-on-one on the left side. What does that mean a lot of times when Bosa plays the other side? It means this week, Christian Derisaw one-on-one with whoever that edge defender is. That's why I think you go with Randy Gregory and Cleveland Farrell as much as you can this week with an emphasis on Gregory on third down and long and obvious pass down situations. Let him go after the quarterback. The thought of him being there and potentially being able to get pressure should be enough to uh, hasten what Kirk Cousins wants to do, make him want to go faster. And I think in that situation, the 49ers can cause him to make some mistakes and really continue to put pressure on him. It's all about pressure. It's all about confusing him with different looks. Uh, Make sure that he's confused pre to post snap. You do that, and then you're able to get a steady pass rush. I think Kirk Cousins will give you some opportunities to either 
come away with the football because of a turnover or at least get a turnover on downs where you can get off the field. That's going to be important this week. And I talked about third and long a little bit, but that's significant. The 49ers are playing very good in third and long situations. They're one of the best teams in the league when they force third and long. And that's exactly what they need to do in this game. Make it so Cousins has to complete a pass down the field a little bit. Because if he just is able to check it down five, six yards, that's when Jordan Addison, that's when TJ Hawkinson, that's when those guys can be effective, and that's when they can limit the effectiveness of your pass rush. He's able to get rid of the football as soon as he gets the three-step drop with a hitch and get it out, then they're going to be able to get some first downs and convert. You don't want that to happen. So force third and longs, and then when you have the opportunity to put pressure on him, you can get home with four great. But if you're Steve Wilkes, mix in some blitzes. Uh, mix in some opportunities to bring your other guys off the edge and potentially get to Kirk Cousins. Negative plays could be huge in this football game. But I think that's one of the things that the 49ers are going to be looking to do in this game is getting after Kirk Cousins on obvious third and long situations and just putting pressure. I want the 49ers to dictate again uh, how an offense plays. I think last week they did dictate it to a point, uh, but Cleveland was able to get enough done to win. 49ers need to bounce back, and I think they're going to get it in this game. But it starts with making sure that the internal clock is sped up, forcing third downs, and limiting TJ Hawkinson after you've stopped the run. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Next up, you have to respect uh, Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne's speed, but don't play too far off. And I think as 49er fans, we've seen this a lot, right? Uh, 49ers will run bail coverage when they're in their cover three, or they'll play extremely off when they're playing their quarters defense, and they allow some easy, cheap catches uh, in front of them that kind of, you know, move the sticks or put them ahead, put the offense ahead of schedule. So, yes, these guys are fast. Addison has good speed. Osborne has good speed. But it's okay to respect them without going overboard. Uh, Don't play 10 yards off. Uh, Don't bail to a 12-yard depth. Uh, before you know, as the snap is happening, and allow these guys these cheap uh, catches where they can run easy slants, uh, little stop routes, and just get easy completions. Don't allow Kirk Cousins to get in a rhythm, and don't allow these guys those free yards. What you want to do is play more intermediate. Yeah, respect their speed and understand they can they can go, and you'll have to flip your hips and run, and that's scary. I know, uh, but you've got to make sure you limit them early. Now, I think as this game progresses. If the game goes as I'm anticipating, if the 49ers are playing with a lead, then it makes more sense for them to play off. Maybe they'll have two deep safety looks, uh, and then you can let them catch that underneath and rally to make the tackle. But early, uh, be physical with these guys. You know, make them feel it when you're in coverage. You know, push them, pull them. Everything you can do to disrupt their route and timing is going to be nice. And we've seen the hyena. Yamuro Lenore played really well on the outside opposite of Charverius Ward. In fact, two interceptions this year. Playmaker picking up exactly where he left off last season. But he plays a physical brand of football, 
And I think they need that in this game. So don't play off. Don't play conservative. Uh, play the play it up there a little bit. Get physical with these guys. Reroute them a little bit. Um, and you know, throw the timing off for Cousins because if you do, we just talked about the fact his internal clock will go off. He'll hold on the football, and the next thing you know, you get a sack. So I'm looking for this 49ers secondary to do that. If you show too much respect on the speed. I mean, these guys are fast, but they're not lightning fast. If you show too much respect, they start getting these easy catches, and then they're able to run on second down because they picked up five on first from one of those cheap yards. The next thing you know, they got third and two, third and three. Their entire playbook is open. Not only can they pass, they can run the football as well. And so the 49ers just need to limit those give-me's. Don't allow them to do that. I know they're fast, but just don't respect it. Be physical when you're tackling. So important. You have to make sure that when they catch the football, you bring them to the ground and let them know that you're there. One thing I saw on film is that the secondary has done a pretty good job tackling. Now, Cleveland Browns, they didn't do as good tackling, especially in, in run fits. In the passing game, they did a pretty good job bringing the guys down as soon as they caught it. Great open field tackles by Isaiah Oliver. I thought he did a really good job in the game. Hufong has been solid tackling. Diomero Lenore has been great in the run and uh, tackling receivers that make catches. I mean, Amari Cooper ran a slant on him. He tackled him right there. Those are the types of things you like seeing from your defensive backs. But you have to make sure you be physical because these guys are going to try to go over the middle of the field. You're going to try to get some deep in cuts. You're going to try to get some seam routes. You're going to get some times they're sitting down over the middle of the field. And every time they do, you need to make sure they feel it because if they feel it, they're going to start looking around. They're going to start paying attention to where they're going to get hit and not so much on catching the football. They can start short-arming footballs. They can start getting nervous and, and drop some open plays. So 49ers need to make sure they impose their will physically to make sure they limit the effectiveness of these wide receivers over the middle. And with Hawkinson, it's just staying on him, keeping a body. He's not going to shy away from physical contact. That's not what he does. It's mainly about those wide receivers. Hawkinson is a completely different animal. I think the 49ers know that, but you have to limit his effectiveness by getting physical and bringing him to the ground when he makes a catch. No yak this week for the Minnesota Vikings. That's going to be a key for the San Francisco 49ers this week is making sure they limit the yards after catch. Make Kirk Cousins earn every single yard he gets. Make every single one of these players earn every single yard they get. Because I think if you make it tough sledding, they'll eventually make a mistake. Another area you have to be leery of is screens. We've seen the Cleveland Browns take advantage of the 49ers in the screen game. Didn't matter if it was a tight end screen to David Njoku, if it was a running back screen to Lamar Hunt or Marshawn Ford. Uh, they did a very good job of getting those guys where they wanted them and making a play. So I think the 49ers need to make sure that they are paying attention to screens because when you are running the type of defense the 49ers run, a penetrating, attacking style of defense, especially a defensive line, then you are susceptible to the screen. Recognition by your defensive lineman is huge. Then you've got to become a chaser. you got to go run it down. you got to hustle. It's so important for the 49ers to limit the effectiveness of screens. If you do then that's when you can start making some plays. You go ahead and you have some negatives. We saw the 49ers have some negative plays when they attempted screens last week, and that's exactly what you want to do. 
but it's about limiting cheap yards, right? We talked about the quick stop routes. We talked about, you know, uh, playing off too far. Well, it's the same thing with these wide receiver bubble screens and things like that. Those are cheap yards. You have to make sure you come up. You have to play in the right technique. Make sure you keep outside leverage if you're on the outside. Keep your outside arms free and make tackles and not allow extra yardage. That's going to be one of the keys in this game is if you allow Kirk Cousins to just get rid of the football to his weapons out there in the open space and you don't bring them down, they start getting yardage, uh, then they're going to attack you horizontally. And that could spread you out and cause you some problems. So be leery of the screen. It's not just the running back screen. It's also uh, wide receiver screens and bubble screens on the outside. Those things are are things that the Minnesota Vikings are going to be looking to take advantage of because they want to limit the effectiveness of the 49ers pass rush. You've been sacked 15 times. You want to find ways to get the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands uh, so that way you have an opportunity to get a play. He has the ball in his hands and he gets sacked. That ends drives. A lot of teams can't overcome one big sack in a game or one big negative player penalty. Those are difficult in today's NFL to overcome. So I think that's something to remember in this. So how do you limit the Minnesota Vikings passing attack? First off, you make the offense one-dimensional. Uh, you slow down that run game. You stop Alexander Madison and Cam Akers and don't allow them to get it going. You limit TJ Hawkinson's effectiveness. Uh, you just make sure he can't have a big game. No 10 catches for 100 yards or anything like that. Uh, make sure you keep him to four or five catches for 40 yards. Just keep it low. And then you speed up Kirk Cousins' internal clock. Put pressure on him, whether it's with the front four or with the blitz. Uh, all the while, confusing him on the back end is the way you go about it. Force third and long. Those are situations to get off the field, but it also will prevent or prevent Kirk Cousins from being able to get rid of the football early. And he'll have to hold the ball long enough for one of his receivers to get down the field. That could be some sack opportunities for the 49ers defensive line. Respect. Uh, Jordan Addison and KJ Osborne speed, but don't play too far off. No cheap catches in this game. Make sure you get on them. Be physical when tackling. Just let them know every single play that you're going to hit them as hard as you can. You, they shouldn't want to go over the middle of the field because you're going to be that good with it. And then be leery of screens. Be ready to track and run. If you're a defensive lineman, retrace and get down there and make the play. And I think if the 49ers do that and they limit the effectiveness of the Vikings passing game, it's going to be very hard for the Minnesota Vikings to beat the 49ers because uh, that's really been the one thing the Vikings have been really successful at. 49ers give up about 197 yards per game through the air, one of the top in the league. They've been playing at a high level. So if, if they can limit the effectiveness of the passing game while also limiting the effectiveness of the run game, then that means the Vikings just aren't going to score very many points. And that, of course, is exactly what you want. Even in the loss, the 49ers only give up 19 points. They still lead the league, only giving up 14.3 points a game. They're playing at such a high level. They're a really good football team. But you got to go out there and you got to execute it. You got to make sure uh, you make the plays that you're supposed to make. 49ers are perfectly capable of doing so. So like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Appreciate it. We're getting, starting to get the push for 5K now. Uh, it, it's starting to ramp up as we near 4,500 subs. Really appreciate everyone uh, that's been coming through and subscribing to the channel. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe. Please give it a five-star rating. 
you have Patreon or you want to get Patreon, the link is in the description. Head on over to the Patreon. Uh, if you're listening on audio platform, go to our link tree and go on to Patreon. Over there, there's film breakdowns, broke down all the Browns games. There's the Ant Hill show. There's the Ant and Classic show. Those things are all live. You can go there and watch those. So content every single day over there on Patreon for you guys to be able to check out. Uh, so lots of avenues to get more content. Of course, more content coming this week. Uh, we have the Madden Sim that's going to be coming out. If you like Madden, see how the 49ers fared against the Minnesota Vikings. And then, of course, the game preview show later on this week. A couple other little things here and there. But I appreciate all of you for joining me. This episode of 4Yards Cutback brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.